And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brennan and I'm delighted as always to be joined here on the podcast by Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, Dunsany man, ex-Sentious 10 man and uh, teaching in Dunboyne so he's got plenty of knowledge of the county even without the football ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, well as I, as I keep saying, I, I know everything or everyone thinks I think I know everything, but I don't, I know nothing, that's the only thing. <laughs> <laughs> you know the geography of me? Of me yeah, I know how to get sure. from place to A to B and get to the games. <laughs> yeah, and on this week's uh, show we're going to be uh, previewing, the, sorry, we're going to be reviewing the Hurling Championship from last weekend throughout the county. We're going to be looking forward to the Mead Miners in the All-Ireland, the Electric Ireland all-Ireland semi-final that's taking place this Saturday in Crow Park in headquarters against uh, Galway and we're also going to be previewing the upcoming football championships in Mead and then we'll finish off maybe with a quick chat about how the fundraiser, the house draw um, that the county board have set up is going so far and where you can get your tickets for that draw. So I suppose we'll kick off as I said with the Hurling review from last weekend and I suppose looking down at the results and looking down at the tables, there was um, a lot of results that have really, um, I suppose, shaken the, the championship and, and it's left it that there's a, a few doors wide open and there's a few doors shutting on teams uh, as we uh, enter into the last round of games in round five. But uh, I'll run through the results quickly from Group A. And in Group A, as we discussed last week on the podcast, it's a group of six and four of them go through. They're the top six from the league uh, um, basis of, of, of the championship so um, in round 4 Kalayan 114 Kildalki 1 goal in 24 Rathout 1 goal in 16 Kiltail 16 points a big win there for Rathout 114 for Kilmessen and 221 for St Peter's and Boyne um, looking down through uh, the, the results there I suppose St Peter's and Boyne getting off the mark with a huge win against Kilmessen but it's left this table Wide open now, um, we've got Kalayan sitting at the top of the table with six points, joined by Rathout. Kildalki are on five points, Kiltail are on three points, and St Peter's Dunboyne are on two points, So and so are Kilmessen. So it's it's left that that uh, group, Group A, is just, you know, it's it's going to go down to the wire. Yeah, well, the, the four teams that are in the four qualification spots, they would have been the ones I would have thought would be in the four spots, I wouldn't have had them in that order now. Everyone in the in the country in the world would have had Kiltail on the top, mm-hmm. but they've had two losses back to back, which is like what they're talking about. The only they're when they lost to Clemson the last time was the first time they lost in the championship in a few years, and now people are trying to go back and trail the records. When did they lose two games in a row? <laughs> so like Kiltail are in the fourth place. Uh, Kildaki had a, a fantastic win against Clyne on Wednesday, and we were talking that the the majority of them would have played football on the Sunday for Believer together. Then they came out on the Wednesday and there was definitely no, uh, what would be the word, there was no kind of uh, gentleman agreements and uh, kind of this was a challenge match. This was as hard a championship match as I've seen in Partouch and there, were, there was hurls flying and bodies flying every which direction. And uh, it was a Kildaki had a really convincing win. So I think it's probably shifted back to maybe Rotok Kildaki. Kind of the top two in that now. Kiltail, obviously, you couldn't write them off for sure. Like you, you couldn't, but the the thing about it is, is that the last round of games sees them pitted against top of the table Kiltail. Um, so it, and also it means then that Rathout will be playing Kilmessen, and St Peter's Dunboyne will be playing Kildalki. So actually, it leaves it that Dunboyne or Kilmessen could jump 
above Kiltain into that fourth spot, depending on results. So it's all everybody's going to be looking at the results that day um, to see what has happened because it's just blown it wide open. Any team can still qualify. Absolutely, and I know the lads in Clemesson very disappointed there on Sunday night when we lost, and it was the way the manner of defeat was so bad after beating the county champions. Yeah, should, you expect to win the next game, and like their score difference at minus twenty two is not a pretty sight, but. At the same time, Cremessons could still easily come back and beat Retoth, which will yep. put them on four points. Killine, who are top of the group, were disappointing against Kildare the last day, but they still have a great chance of beating Kiltail. So Kiltail could still end up probably knocked out. It depends. Like It's crazy to think that when they're going for five in a row. Yeah, it is But amazing. at the same time, you'd have to say Kiltail will, will be hard bet again. There might be one, one player a lot of people were well, talking about. When was the last time they lost three games in a row in the well, that, well, have to, <laughs> Normally when you're, when you're on these shows you'd have some guy in the corner with a laptop and you just say, get me the... I always have that in the Sky Sports, especially the whatever guy they have in the cricket is brilliant. He seems to be able to... They'll ask a question and about 20 seconds later he's got everything about them. I don't know, he's definitely something better than Google anyway. He just seems to have a throw <laughs> we, we, could him. we could do with him at some of the hurling matches then just to give us the, the, the stats on, on stuff like that. When Kiltail lost two games in a row, never mind three. It's, it's, it's a hard one. It's hard to see Kiltail losing three in a row, but like they are playing the top of the table. It's, as I said, it's going to be quite tough. I said The one player I think that they're struggling with at the moment is Anthony Ford. Like Anthony Ford... Just what it says, we all know him from playing senior football with Benalvi. He played that minor team in 2012 in the football, like, and he's one of the best. Lads were saying, would he be close to a senior call up for football? He chose to play with the Mead Hurlers. Yeah. And he had a great season with them last year out, and uh, he just he's not there. He's, a, he's abroad at the moment, and they're really missing his drive in the middle of the field. They just seem to be struggling, kind of breaking, maybe breaking the kind of maybe the half back line, kind of carrying the ball. Like the ball is coming in and it's coming out as quick. Not the time Anthony would have charged through the defence, got pulled yeah. down, Jack Regan scored the free. So they're missing him a lot. More than a lot of teams, when they're missing your best player or one of your better players, you're struggling. But I think uh, Retoth probably will beat Clemesson. I'd say Kiltail will win, and I'd say Kildaki will win. So that'll probably leave that four as qualifying. Obviously their, their, their placings will change, and obviously the big one is the top two teams go to the semi-finals so and third and fourth so play, I, playing essentially quarter-finals against top two in Group B exactly so I'd imagine it'll be Retoth and Kildaki in them semi-finals and then I think Kaline and Kiltail will come in in the quarter-final spots that's what I'd be guessing right we're looking down at that then uh, I think Kieran has has that group already sorted, so he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 that down. I I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not reffing anything. <laughs> like that. You want to be, just to get that clear, like you know, I don't have to but, picked. But as it stands, anyway, it's still wide open that any of the six teams in Group A can still qualify. St Peter's Dunboyne and Kilmesson at the bottom of that table on two points. But if Kiltail lose either of those teams, if they won, could find themselves in a fourth uh, uh, in the fourth spot going into a quarter final and then group B and um, the results from the weekend saw O'Matney's uh, taking on Blackhall Gales they won that on three a scoreline of three goals in 16 to three goals in eight which point pulls them right back into the mix uh, Dundery 6 points Longwood 3 goals and 19 Boards Mill 17 points Trim a goal and 19 And looking at the table you've got Longwood on 8 points Trim on 6 O'Matney's on 4 Blackhall Gales on 3 and Boards Mill <laughs> on 3 and then the fixtures for round 5 I suppose looking at it the big one that stands out is the is the game between Trim and O'Mahony's. That's the the last game, round five, and it's do or die. If O'Mahony's were to beat Trim in that last game, they would go through on a head to head into that second spot. Um, and uh, look, the other uh, fixtures: Blackhall Gales v Longwood. You'd be presuming that Longwood would win that one, and Dundry v Boardsmill. Um, that's a bottom of the table clash. I don't see it. It, it can't actually affect. The table, so the only game really in that last group that's going to make a difference is the Trim O'Mahony's game, and uh, it's going to be winner takes all there. A draw obviously will do Trim. Absolutely, and uh, the great thing with the GA when we get served up with the kind of the knockout fixtures at the end of groups and that they always they're always better when you get teams with tradition and definitely local rivalry. Like they're never as exciting if you have a team from the north of the county playing the south of the county in a do or die. They're obviously important, but they're always better when there's parish teams playing each other or neighbouring teams and. 
you can't get any bigger than the O'Mahony's trim. They've always had rivalry yeah. at underage, hurling football, you name it. They've always had rivalry over the years. So to be no like O'Mahony's come up in the intermediates, probably weren't given that much chance, but they they're playing very well at the moment. I've seen them once or twice this year now, and I've seen Trim in all their games. Trim probably there's lads due back from abroad, and their their panel is going to get better. So they'll be hoping they're all back and available for the the final round. But so call call that game Trim and O'Mahony's. I'd say I do think Trim. Write this down by the way, Kieran. Oh yeah, we're we're going to be forensically analysing this now. So Absolutely. The, next the following game. But definitely, yeah. I would say Trim because they were probably the the real unlucky team last year that they didn't actually stay in that top six. They would have been quite annoyed that they didn't stay in the top six. So I think Trim will beat O'Mahony's. And I'm going to go for O'Mahony's there. I'm going to pick the O'Mahony's just to be different so that there's something to talk about on the next uh, podcast. So I can, so, I can glow. That's kind of we, exactly. <laughs> well, one thing we know from Group B anyway is that Longwood are already qualified for the quarterfinal yeah. on eight points. So it's all up for grabs there between Trim and O'Mahony's for the second spot. As well, I don't know who'd actually want to finish top or second because if our predictions are right for Group A... The top Kiltail. team could play Kiltail, yeah. so I don't know if Longwood, not that they'd be thinking like maybe Galway were thinking in the Super 8, so who do we actually play next, or, but the top team is actually going to play Kiltail more than likely, and that's not a good prospect. Absolutely not, looking down at it. And not to say playing Kildaki could be any better, but <laughs> it, does, it just shows you when you get up there you're going to have hard games. Well, if Kildaki were to lose their next game, they wouldn't be playing Kiltail at all, or sorry, no. if Kildaki were to lose their yeah. next game, uh, they wouldn't be playing Kildaki no. at all, <laughs> so you never know, no. Kildaki mightn't get through, So, um, and all those games obviously will be played at the same time on the yeah. last day of the championship, so yeah. nobody's going to know, no. and all you want to do is They're all on the Saturday evening, pretty much all of them, Either five fifteen or seven fifteen. Yeah, there's no games on the Sunday because the All Ireland hurling final is on. So, so we will get the fixtures to you next week on uh, next week next week's podcast. But that's the hurling review from the weekend, and it's uh, it's great that there's still such excitement um, in that it's not a foregone conclusion going into round five of the hurling championship. So I suppose before we move on to the football championship preview for the weekend coming. We're just going to have a look at uh, this Saturday, obviously the Electric Ireland Minor Football Championship semi-final takes place. And of course, our boys in green and gold uh, are going to be there. It's at 3pm on Saturday. And the referee for that game is a Cavan man, Noel Mooney. I know him very, very well. Um, uh, I might make a phone call to him. <laughs> Don't put that in the record, though. <laughs> he won't be, and I, I certainly wouldn't condone any phone calls made to match uh, officials. Absolutely not. And, uh, um, and if anybody from Mayo <laughs> is listening in, uh, no, we won't be doing that. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, I do know Noel. And uh, just looking at it, um, just. Uh, the fact that we're we're in an All Ireland semi final is brilliant, and, and we do want to go the whole way. We want to get to an All Ireland final. But looking down through it, Mead have played eight games already in this uh, uh, um, Electric Ireland Minor Football Championship. They've played eight games. They've won their games by an average of eight point two five points. Um, I suppose the only blemish was the game against Wicklow when they already had topped the group in the group stage in Leinster and probably had fielded a team that was to to give the panel... Um, 14 changes, eh? Yeah? yeah, there was 14 changes um, and uh, we won't mention that it meant that Dublin were knocked out of the championship. Mm. But um, yeah, so they topped the group, Wicklow came second. Then they go on to a Leinster semi-final um, where they defeated Leash by uh, cracking 25 points. Um, you have a, a little story on well, that game Well, as well. an inside track was... None of this was made aware to anyone beforehand, but the talk was that numerous players were dropped that day for disciplinary reasons and leash because of maybe a few um, indiscretions with party in the day of the senior final that leash were in Crow Park. So I believe a lot of lads were disciplined, and that's why at the very end, leash actually scored a good few points at the very end. They brought a few of the, the disciplined players on at the very end, and it would have been a lot late. closer. It would have been a lot closer. He went for the Rory Gallagher tactic against Monaghan where Fermanagh dropped one of their talismans, yeah. Sean Quigley, That's right. for, for a, a breach of, uh, of, of discipline rules yeah. as well. Um, the only thing is, is that they got the opposite um, effect in Leash, whereas Fermanagh got the win against Monaghan. He's right, yeah. <laughs> but, Just um, with this thing, like when you make kind of, what's it, like uh, ultimatums and stuff, like you probably should stick by them as managers. Well, that's it. Like, and, and at the end of the day, if, the, if those players were um, 
out partying or whatever it was they needed to be disciplined and you can't you, you, like that's that's a it's an honour to wear a county jersey and, and, and to do something like that was just very disrespectful and dis- disrespectful of their teammates um, you know what I mean like so yeah if that was the case that was the case I still don't think they would have had enough to beat no. Mead that day um, Mead went on then to win the, the Leinster final we all know about that a 115 to 17 win an 8 point victory over a very very strong Kildare team um, Kildare this year at underage have been phenomenal but our boys just uh, gave them the beating um, of all beatings that day in, in Tullamore and then we go out and we uh, dismantle a, a formidable Derry team um, that came back strong at Mead in the, in the, in the closing stages but Mead finished it uh, stronger and as I said an average of winning margin of 8.25 points per game uh, Kieran this is a really really good Mead minor team and you know th- they're going to be up against it next week. Don't don't get me wrong. Or this weekend against Galway, um, but I, I I think they've got the stuff and I think they can beat Galway. Absolutely, there's a few classy players on that. Like initially, you could pick out three lads: Keen McBride, Conor yeah. Harford, Matt Costello, all played on the under seventeen team that won that special uh, championship last year, the Leinster title. So like them three lads, and you could throw in you could throw uh, in Luke Mitchell. You could throw in Mitchell there. He's been up four times for the Air Grid Player yeah. of the Week, you know. And and he won it. Thankfully, we were, we, time, were yeah. we were calling it, and hopefully some of the listeners put their vote in. It's appreciated. Everyone loves to see him getting that. But even lads like a James O'Hare, like it's amazing. It's just it's typical. Uh, I wouldn't say you couldn't blame the GA for, it, but it's typical uh, fans at sport. They're always going to pick the guy who scores four or five points to be man of the match or to be yeah, player of the week. Yeah. But James O'Hare is an absolute monster there, Conor Back. Like he plays in front, wins the ball. Like he should, he should have won player of the week numerous times. Yeah, the, the our two cornerbacks are cornerbacks, Carl Hickey yeah. and, and, and James O'Hare. Like the Just proper never, old school cornerbacks, yeah. get in, win the ball, do your job, stop the other man from scoring. Because I always and I always lament it. I said the story of when I was playing with St Pat's. We were in the Leinster semi final and we were beaten. We bet Eden Derry after a replay. And in the second, or the first day, no, sorry, the second day, I particularly played well in the goals, right? And it, according, remember um, the Mead Post newspaper? Yes. I think it was David Jennings wrote the article. He said that yeah, they had the man of the match and they were saying Kieran Flynn Bell was going to be the man of the match, except the fella, Kieran Flynn Simons from Clannagale, came on and scored like four points or five points in like ten minutes. And the only chance to be the hero, dashed out the window, <laughs> all backs and goalkeepers ah, can feel the pain. You're still a hero, you know? you're still a hero, know, you know it. All backs and goalkeepers know that. Yeah, they, they rarely do um, get you know, the claws. That's the free taker you have. Exactly. The man, the man who puts the ball over the bar usually does get the plaudits but you can't do it without your teammates and no. looking down through the team from the last day Sean Brennan James O'Hare Harry O'Higgins Carl Hickey Connor Farley Sean Coffey Oshin McCluskey you know that's the six backs and the goalkeeper there absolutely Trojan work that they're doing at the back leaving it so that the likes of your Keane McBrides and your Adam Riley in the midfield they can bomb forward and get the scores Dara Swain Matt Costello the captain um, Barry McCor- or Brian McCormack sorry David Bell Luke Kelly Luke Mitchell Luke Kelly great to see him there can he sing a song as well? Well I know they were slagging that but they, they, they gave him off a slagging on the Instagram uh, Brian Kelly had a photo on the team bus the, it was his birthday the last day and they, they, there was thousands of views on the Instagram for his birthday uh, cake in the Carrickdale Hotel he was mortified he told no one I think one or two let slip and that was the end of that so. brilliant brilliant Luke is a great he's a what, fella what a birthday present yeah. what but a birthday present you know but a fella who's such a low he, he reminds me of a kind of McManaman from Dublin very kind of small stocky lad but very fast yeah. so when he turns the corner you only really have two options either to let him go or foul him yeah. and invariably he gets away because he's so fast but it just shows you a team that like when Harford can drop out with injury that you wouldn't really like nobody was Harford, yeah. Yeah, weren't, weren't like you wouldn't say oh no we're missing him like oh no we're snookered like like Ushie McCluskey he came in he gave an admirable attempt I'd say if Connor when he, he's fit he'd be back in but it just shows you that if someone else gets injured someone else will step up yeah like and Sean Coffey from Ballabracky has had an amazing year as well like you could pick them all out and say and, and the lads that came all as well the last day Colin Howden Luke New Killian Price Niall Bennett Joseph Moore you yeah. know and as we said Conor Harford on the injury yeah, yeah. list he'll be back for the next day we don't know if he'll be fit enough to start yeah. but like he's there on the bench as well it's uh, 
these these those names that I'm yeah. after listed out like these these are going to be the, the the you know the future of Mead football. A lot of them are going to go on hopefully and uh, play senior for for, for Mead. Um, it's not always the case with underage teams that they mm. push on. It's all up to those players themselves. It's how how they apply themselves over the next few years and how they uh, push themselves to their limits or whatever. But there's no reason why the majority of them couldn't go on and play county football for the seniors. It's definitely, and the, the like the atmosphere and the setup is we talk about has been set up that there is progression now, and there's rookie squads, and there's junior teams, under twenties, and these lads basically just have to go out there and win the games here at minor level, hopefully bring home the trophy. But even long term after that, get back to the club next year when they're playing adult football. Yeah, go get on your first team, start dominating, start winning club games, and like a, a lad who's playing well for his club and winning club games will get noticed mm-hmm. like it might be hard yeah, you don't have to win club games either as long no. as you're performing if for you your club there and if you're giving it your yeah. all every week week in week out and someone notices that that's to start talking you know, about you yeah. and say well geez, that fella's good and he's trying and geez, he's on a terrible team but isn't he scoring and isn't he defending well and only for him you know, that, kind of, yeah. that kind of logic yeah. Yeah. a few lads like come leaders they have to become leaders for their teams like the Bennett there come in and would like come in and would over the years have dropped down the levels but yeah just shows that they're producing and their juvenile structures. They've got good lads coming through, and hopefully these lads will get into playing. And you never know; he could make a difference next year. And a lot of these lads, like the James O'Hare for a Kenny, like I wouldn't like to be bearing down a goal on Donald Keoghan and James, and James O'Hare. O'Hare we're, we're, we're right in front of you. Yeah, no, definitely like, not. I'd definitely be passing off my shoulder to the next fella. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, and then I'd be saying, "Why did he shoot?" You know, I'd be saying, "Why did he shoot?" We 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 want to wish Joe Trainer and his backroom team of Paul Murphy, Owen G- uh, Ganley, Paul Nestor, and Paddy Gilson and uh, the very best of luck. You have a couple of uh, little nuggets of information there that stand out for me on Paddy Gilson and uh, Paul Nestor. Um, you know, a little a little connection to Mead Minor football it's just uh, just an interesting uh, link to the past as always Paddy Gilson was on that Mead Minor panel when they defeated Offaly 10 years ago to win Leinster unfortunately lost to Tyrone in the semi-final but then uh, Paul Nestor went one better he was in the 1992 team that won defeated Armagh in the final so it just shows you have two lads there that know what they're talking about and that's got to help young lads that they can look up and say well this guy's won a provincial title that I have now this guy's won an All-Ireland and like the likes of Joe Trainer went to school in McCartan's College and Mon in a big big town like a big school for football like Patsy yeah. and Avon and he's been in steeped in football all his life and coaching Walterstown and he's not gonna let anything slip. Like he's so meticulous in the approach. We've mentioned that a few times and it'd be interesting we said if they get through this game and they could potentially play maybe in a Monaghan in the final. They lost to Monaghan in the Jerry Riley final last year. Yeah, but they were missing those boys in under seventeen. They team. were missing the three boys that so were just shows you, involved. There. We we did discuss that. We said that Galway, Monaghan, and Kerry were the three teams that were in that echelon of top four. So where they are now, and just have to win two more games. Yeah, and as I said, we wish Joe Trainer, uh, Paddy Gilson, Paul Nestor, Owen uh, Ganley, and Paul Murphy all the best in the Ireland semi final this Saturday, three p.m. at uh, in Crow Park. Um, and just a little bit of uh, news on the tickets. Um, the tickets can be purchased from the following outlets: Jaxi Kieran's and Trimgate Street, Navan. Adult tickets, adult tickets only, up to three p.m. on the Friday before the match. From selected centre and super value shops. From tickets.ie. From the www.gaa.ie website. Dungani Centre of Excellence from 9am to 3.30pm Monday to Friday this week. Now it does close for lunch from 1 to 2pm and uh, uh, so they're the spots that you can get your tickets. As I said, Jaxie Kiernan's, um, Selected Centre and Super Valley Shops, tickets.ie, www.gaa.ie and the Dungani Centre of Excellence. So get your tickets, get them quick. Um, there's only a certain amount of tickets allocated to Mead for this. The Dubs are so, playing, sure. Exactly, Dublin are playing uh, Galway after that game. Um, so it, it's it, it'll be a festival of football on um, on Saturday in Crow Park in headquarters. We'll be hoping Galway will win one game, will we? Or? <laughs> definitely not two, anyway. Def- <laughs> definitely not the minor one, anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we won't so, comment any further. So as you said... Best luck to all the lads involved. So now we're going to move on and we're going to preview all the championships taking place uh, this weekend. The football championships that is in Mead. So we're going to start off with the junior championship preview. And in Group A, 
you have Drumcondra taking on Clonagale, you have Clonard taking on Myla, and you have St. Bridget's taking on Karen Ross. That Drumcondra Clonagale game is Wednesday, that's tomorrow night in Kilberry at 7.15. You've got Clonard playing Myla, and that is in uh, Kildalki at 7.15 on Friday. St. Bridget's take on Karen Ross Sunday at 6.30 in Ballinalock. I'm sorry, in Ballinalock, not Ballinalock. Um, and then looking at the table, the top four teams um, are playing each other. Um, so you've got Clonard taking on Myla, they're both in third and fourth, and St Bridget's taking on Canaross, they're first and second, both on, on top points. So again, it means that the top four teams playing each other, it, it, it gives Myla a chance, if they can beat uh, Clonard, of jumping into second place uh, ahead of St Bridget's maybe, um, and Canaross or St Bridget's with a win can put themselves in pole position for, for the last day of the of the junior championship. Yes, I'm interested, as you said, the top four teams playing each other, but as we said, it's crunch time now. You've got to get the points on the board or else you're not going to qualify. So we, we kind of said the Canaros are, are standing out, they're good. But then, as we said, the Bridgets are undefeated and they're playing Canaros. So that's a massive fixture. Like, And again, uh, it's local enough. It's the North Mead. There's only 15, 20 minutes between them. They're local teams. Uh, they've always played each other up the ranks juvenile they've been playing league football against each other for years it's going to be interesting now who wants it more on the day like it's it's a cliched thing to say but ultimately when you when you look at fixtures and look at games the team that's like a, we talked about Paderborn maybe for Badenoch that has to like just the, the intensity factor that he brings to a yeah. game of football sometimes it's very hard to stop or deny a fella who's playing like that so you just be hoping that a few lads like the Frank Raisins and Carter Ross can can do it like because they do have a lot of talent. Well, I'm going to put you yeah. on the spot, Kieran. So I am. I'm going to ask you to give me your predictions between Drumcondrat and Clonmacgill. Who do you see winning that one? I'm going to say Clonmacgill. I'm just going to. Do we have to? Do you, who, who gets first dibs? Do we have to disagree with everyone? Do we? No, we don't. We don't have to disagree. You can go for Clonmacgill as well. And there's no creative editing that we can do this next week. That we can get a, I'll say all 59 club names. And just insert, yeah, exactly. Insert the right one. Well, I'd say Clonmacgill just in the, the premise we talked about the points different minus 52. It's not going to be easy for a team that have conceded 52, or a difference of 52, they've conceded 71 points, so yeah. it's, it's not going to be easy for them. I'd say Clonagale, because they're a team that should be a lot higher than they are. But okay, and then Clonard and Myla? I'd say Myla, being a finalist from last year, I think Myla, they had a poor game, a lot of them were playing hurling there with Kilscare Myla the weekend, they, they had a poor result against Nafina, but I think they'll bounce back from... The St Bridges match, I think they'll get the win. Yeah, I'm I'm on the same boat. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. I'm going for Moyle yeah. in that one, and then St Bridges and Karen Ross, top of the table clash. Both teams are maximum points. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to say um, I'm going to say Karen Ross in in that match. No, I would agree because I said Karen Ross and Belaver are my two teams. I think they're going to be the teams to beat in this competition. So I think Karen Ross are going to do it. But don't like the bridges. We talked about being a dark horse, so it's definitely one. Yeah. If the bridges win it, you won't be surprised. And there is the element of surprise with some bridges that they and an ambush. Everybody thinking that Karen Ross will win yeah. that game. They could come in and they could steal it. Um, but I am going to go for Karen Ross just with the experience that Karen Ross have. Um, so we'll move on to Group B then, uh, Kieran. <clears throat> and in the first of the games on Thursday evening in Ratkenny at seven fifteen, St Vincent's will take on Cortown. Uh, the second of the games is Friday at 7pm in that boy and that's Minalti v Beliver and then the last of those games is Dunsany v Kilmain and Mud that's Friday at 7.15 in Bective and uh, looking at that I suppose the big game in that one is Minalti and Beliver uh, first play and third two points between them um, you know a chance for Minalti to join Beliver at the top of the table um, on six points well join Beliver on six points because if St Vincent's were to beat Cortown they would uh, then leapfrog uh, Beliver into the top spot. So um, it, there's a huge carrot for Minaldi if they can get the win against uh, Beliver. Yeah, just go, going back to the Division 4 final there recently, Minaldi were able to, to win that final against Beliver. So they're not going to fear anyone. The, the team was pretty much there. There was no none of this kind of idea that oh, it was league football and the B teams were out or anything like that. It was, it was full-fledged game football and Minaldi were able to beat them. So... That has slightly diminished my uh, maybe my back in a believer, but then going on the their their victory against Dunsany that they're a very strong team. So you do have to say Beliver will probably pick it, but the margin I think of the defeat was is after narrow. I think it's gonna be a lot more of a one or two point game as opposed to Beliver winning by ten. Well I'm gonna put your on the spot again. I've already put written down my predictions 
for the St. Vincent's v. Cortown, who are you going to go for? I've gone for St. Vincent's. Yeah, well, so we talked about um, the full forward at the last. I think the Vincent's yeah. will be Cortown. Cortown probably, unfortunately, are probably at the wrong end of their, their age bracket. There are a lot of older lads who are dropping off the, the first-team football radar and they probably do not replace them with enough, like uh, O'Rourke and Rissman and these lads. Probably not, yeah. not enough of them lads on that team. They still have a few of the older lads maybe keeping them afloat. So, so I've been surprised by Ardcat. Like, the Vincents have really, really played well this year. And I think they're going to be another dark horse. Maybe not. I don't think they'll have enough to win the championship, but... Once you get to that knockout stage, you can open up the door completely. So exactly. So you're going to go for St. Vincent's in that game. Absolutely. Minalti and Beliver, the big game. As I said, I think Beliver, but it's going to be a lot closer than before. I think it's very much going to be a lot closer than. Yeah, than it'll be a tighter. It'll be yeah. a tighter margin that they win by than than maybe you would have said a couple of weeks yeah. ago. Um, I've gone for Beliver as well, and then in the last one, your own club, Dunsany, uh, taking on Kilmain and Wood. I've picked Dunsany already in that game, so. I, I hope as I said hope and, and think is I'm presuming things. you're going to pick your own oh, I'll have now. to but <laughs> unfortunately last year they lost to Clemaine and Wood up in Garlandstown right but should we always blame them all playing at North Mead team and North Mead so you have no hope so yeah. they brought it to back to this yeah just because we needed all the help a bit more central as in the neighbouring club does so I wonder sometimes the pictures can be yeah, people giving out like, but there was nobody giving out on Sunday this week when the games are back to <laughs> Keep them quiet, like everyone. They blame the fixtures. Oh, can't you just do that? And they're saying, oh, but no one say a good job this week though. There is, there is, there is one fixture later on that I'll, I, I'll bring to your attention because I just found it a bit weird how far they've made two clubs uh, travel. Well, anyways, uh, we're going to move on. So that's Group A and Group B sorted. Um, we've both, just to let you know, we have no discrepancies between ourselves yet uh, on, on on the results. Bar in the hurling um, the trim and yeah. uh, O'Mahony's game I went for O'Mahony's and you well, went for what's trim what's that famous saying this is great minds think alike or, yes, or and, fools seldom differ fools seldom <laughs> differ and uh, you know yeah. we, we'll know after yeah. this weekend Time which, exactly which, which bracket we fall into in group C uh, again we've spoken about this before this is the second teams from the, from the senior clubs Centreston take on O'Mahony's that's tonight uh, 7.30 in Waterstown in fact all these games are tonight at 7.30 so we'll know the results uh, before this podcast yeah. goes out in the morning Dunboyne take on Wolf Tones that's in Sean Newman Park uh, Gail Column Kill take on Screen and Bective Dunshockland take on Summerhill and Trim as I said all these games taking place tonight the big game in that group sees Dunboyne taking on Wolf Tones it's a top of the table clash as well Dunboyne on 6 points Wolf Tones on uh, 4 points and a chance for Wolf Tones to join Dunboyne at the top of the table um, or uh, to, for Dunboyne to increase the gap between themselves and, and, and Wolf Tones another big game there Dunshockland taking on Summerhill Summerhill are on 3 points Dunshockland are on 4 points so either team there with a win um, uh, can, can jump up the table so um, I suppose we won't talk too much about those games what we'll yeah. do is we'll go straight to your prediction Sedgestown versus O'Mahony's I think the Sedgestown lads will do it I've seen the team I know a lot of the lads and the I think O'Mahony's are, are rightly struggling in that grade, so I think Sanchez yeah. will do it. Like, O'Mahony's are minus 38 in their score difference. I think Sanchez will have enough. Obviously, second team football, you're always opening up, but I still think Sanchez will do it. And then we've got St. Peter's and Boyne taking on the Wolf Tones. Um, I know that both teams have, have very strong uh, teams at this grade. I've picked Dunboyne, though, uh, purely for the fact that they, I've, I've seen the numbers that they have, yeah. and, uh, and they've got three out of three so far. Who are you going to pick yourself? Well, I agree with that. Dunboyne are the only second team, I think, that actually they have a, a viable chance. They have a really realistic chance of winning of the junior, winning the junior yeah. championship. Yeah. I think uh, every kind of year when the qualification stage are finished, uh, I know the lads in Dunsany always want to find out are we avoided Dunboyne. Because for some reason, the Dunboyne team, we've played them before, they're very strong, but you kind of just know that they're going to bring a, a, an excellent calibre to the game. Like Dunboyne are very strong at all levels. They are indeed, and we're both going to agree on that one. So then, in the next game, you've got Gail Columkill playing Screen. Um, Gail Columkill on three points, Screen on two. Who do you fancy in that game? I think I'll follow from the the league final. So that's, I think Screen will win it, even though there's only a point in the difference. I think Screen have a have a better tradition. We'll say in second team football, they got to the semi final of the Junior A only was it three years ago or two years ago when we played them. Don't say any played them up in Dunamash, but. I think Screen have a better calibre of it. Gail Colin Kill won the Junior B, was it two years ago? Mm-hmm. Or last year? La- last year, I think, wasn't it? 
So I think screen are slightly better, but that could be a real. We've got our first uh, discrepancy. I'm going for Gail Colin Kill in that one, um, uh, purely because they will be sore from losing the league final last week to yeah. um, uh, to screen, and Kells don't like losing so I think that no. they're going to come back with it's a great love winning though <laughs> they do that's right and then the last game is the Chocolate versus Summerhill who are you going to pick there uh, I think again I think I'll go with Summerhill even though the Chocolate uh, I know Summerhill have a very small panel at senior like they only listed 23 players the last against Curaha when they bet them so convincingly I think they're probably holidays and that was affecting them so if we knew who was back that you might have a more uh, academic approach but I think Summerhill will do it's just there again, they've a lot of pedigree in the second team. Yeah, I've picked Summerhill as well. Um, I've played against their second team this year, and as you said, they do have a lot of pedigree, so I am going to go with Summerhill. So that's the Junior A Championship uh, uh, dealt with there now. Um, some really, really interesting games coming up on the weekend. I suppose in Group A, you've got the top four playing each other. In Group B, I mean, Alti v Beliver, a big game there, first three versus third. Uh, or third even with a H and then in Group C uh, the big one Dunboyne v Wolf Tones top of the table clash so get out and support your teams if you can and then we're going to move on that was the Chocnaterric uh, Junior Championship we're going to move on to the Mead Potato uh, Mead Potato Company Intermediate Championship Group A we've got round four coming up here as well and um, it sees Nobber take on Waterstown Friday at 7.15 in Castletown St Michael's v uh, Trim is in uh, Athboy at 7 30 on Saturday and then on Sunday St Dalton's v Ballinabracky at 6pm in Kildalki and looking at that again the first two uh, games are huge Nobber taking on Waterstown um, Nobber and Waterstown uh, sorry Nobber are on three points um, in fourth position um, needing a win St Michael's take on Trim second v third so if Nobber can get a win and I, either of those teams Trim or St Michael's win their game, Nobber will jump into third position. So it's a great opportunity for Nobber to jump up the table. Ballinabracky sitting at the top of the table, playing second from bottom St Dalton's in, in their game. That's going to be an interesting one as well. Yeah, as I've played Ballinabracky, similar to I said about Belive, I think Ballinabracky will win nearly all their games this year. I think they're going to be close to the final, if not the winners. So I think Ballinabracky will, I think they'll romp home in that, to be honest. I the Ultons were playing the last day in Navin against Trim, and I wasn't overly impressed with them. I didn't think like they were very poor. From yeah, what I heard, yeah, yeah. that was their one of their poorest performances. And I know, and maybe that could revitalise them. They might come back with kind of a gusto to try and get a win. But I don't think playing the top of the table is going to do any help for them. Unfortunately, no. no. I think Banabraki is. We talked about their players the last time that they've just got better players and they've just well drilled. I think they're going to do it. I think I think they'll stay undefeated in that group. So I'm going to put your head in the. On the block again, uh, Nobber or Waterstown in that game? Yeah, well, Waterstown have lost all their games, but I just I think there's a spark in them that has to be lit up. I I don't know. I was only joking. Eamon Barry was uh, ref in under twelve final last night. I was there presenting the cup, and he was talking about Waterstown, and he was lamenting maybe the past or whatever. But I think Waterstown have a have a spark in them, but. I'm going for Nobber. <laughs> <laughs> they just yeah, don't yeah, have enough of a yeah, yeah. right. Just not yet. I think no Nobber, Brian then, Farr, I think, is playing them again, doesn't he? So, he is, yeah. yeah. So, so, so he'll, he'll have a bit of firepower. St. Michael's versus Trim. Um, I think with, the, with the Michaels were in the final last year, yeah. and it's hard to know what they'll do. Like they, they pipped kind of Walsh in the last, that's why I was kind of wondering about Walsh but Trim, like uh, Tohor and that are back, and lads are coming back. I think Trim will get the shit, but afloat and they'd be flying I think well, we have another discrepancy I'd gone for Nobber as well but I've gone for St Michael's in this one purely because of the fact that they were in the final last year they do have some quality footballers in the side as well um, and I'm just thinking that maybe the experience of last year's final will drag them through this game um, against uh, Trim and it's a, it, it's a must win game as well for yeah. both teams so you're going to go for Trim and then the last game I think you've already said it Balnebracchi v St Dalton's I think you're picking Balnebracchi no we're going to move on then to Group B um, and uh, on Friday in Kells at 7.15 sees the meeting of Drumbara and Kilmainham um, then on Saturday in Sean Newman Park at 7.30 you've got Dundery playing Sidden and then on Sunday at 1pm in Bective you've got Longwood taking on Mead Hill and uh, again 
in this group, you've got the top four teams playing each other, Dundry v Sidon, Longwood v Meath Hill, and then the two bottom teams playing each other in Drumbarra and Kilmainham. So it's, looking at it, Longwood and, uh, and, and Sidon both need the wins uh, to, to climb up that table. Um, Meath Hill are on five points, and the rest of those three teams, are uh, Dundry, Longwood and Sidon, are all on four points. But it's, uh, it's a very, very tight group. And, and this weekend is going to determine what happens really with that group yeah I think uh, we talked about kind of how tight it was and kind of maybe the battle scars that a team are going to have when they when they get out of this group but I think going on I think Dunderry are the strongest team in it and I think they will come out on top I do think uh, that Longwood team Longwood and Meadhill are they're kind of uh, turning out a bit of a soft spot and they're kind of the sweethearts of that kind of group because the way they the way they play their games nearly it's gung ho. Yeah, both it's, of them are gung ho. Yeah, and so, and yeah. I do, and I get, I get on well with the players and the committee. I do do fondly deal with them. And meet Hill the last day, they won that final, a very tight final against Bechtel the other other day in Partholch. Yeah, they won the finish now, and maybe it was uh, the the probably the referee wasn't the favorite person in Bechtel. Now they were had choice words from as he was leaving the pitch, but even so, it was such a tight game, and Mead Hill just had a. Just such a kind of ferocity that they just bring, like, and the, the be, one of the best support teams, not the best support team. Oh, without a shadow of a doubt. In the championship. Well, in the country, I'd say. I'd say so. It'd be it's unbelievable, so it is. They'll, yeah. they'll be invective in throws on the 12th. And, it's the last man out in yeah. Mid Hill turn off the. Yeah. Turn off the lights like for, and for championship. And, and there's never any robberies out there. Maybe maybe it's all the robbers are in Mead Hill, maybe that's what <laughs> that's what they're not taking a break as well. Well I've got to put your head in the block again. Drumbarra v Kilmainham. Who are you going to pick there? We can't go for a draw, no. <laughs> you can't have you. No, like. but I'm only uh, the two teams now I haven't seen either of them play this year now, but when you're talking like that's two teams in the parish of Kells. Yeah. Play together their own towers, it'd be it's gonna to be touch and go. I think maybe Kilmainham just by a point, but it's That'll be some game now to be in the, and I think it's great to see Park Column Gill being used, a venue that's very much underutilised in the county. Yeah, um, I had county finals played there for a long time when Park also has been done up. And that's right. It's a great wee venue. The pitch is good, especially this time of the year. Maybe there should be more games played in it. Um, and that's for another podcast, maybe. But yeah. you're going to go for Kilmainham, and I'm going to pick Drumbarra for that one. Um, in the Dundery Sydney game, I've already picked Dundery for that game. I think Dundery, yeah, I think. Uh, I said we, we talked about the first day when they lost Longwood as very much smash and grab. I think Dundee are very strong in it. And they've kind of learned so from that game. That was, they, were caught, they were caught in the hop that day. They were caught cold yeah. by Longwood. In fairness to Longwood, they, they put in a massive shift that day. But it, we said it as well. Gung-ho, yeah. smash and grab, yeah. in, roughed them up a bit and took that win. Um, it was surprising now to it see was, that. It was a unique enough story with Stephen Coogan at the weekend. He, he came on as a blood sub. He came on and off, I think, three or four times. As a blood sub? No, he came on, I think he, he, he was a sub. He came on as a blood sub, come on, went off, come back off again. Or something. It was something. Uh, right, right, right. So he, he actually was, came on three times. Yeah, there was something. Brilliant. For a fella, he's a very good forward now. And as soon as he the better he gets the better Dundry will be absolutely and uh, one to watch uh, definitely as the championship uh, progresses and in the last one there Longwood v Mead Hill um, I've already picked Mead Hill um, although you know that's going to be a game to watch I'd say um, that, that, that there'll be blood and guts flying in that one yeah I I, I would have said Mead Hill and me I think Mickey Burke and Longwood I think will just have a little bit too much I think one point I think it'll be that'll be a great game to be at I think Longwood will win that one that's a tight one. That's kind of a, a draw. You kind of won. That's the one that could sway either side. So, so I wouldn't but be betting on that. Gonna, but you're going to sway towards long. I think, yeah. Just right. Okay, that's an interesting one. That would that would see um, if that were to happen. That would see Longwood jump ahead of uh, Mead Hill, and if Dundry to, were, were to win their game, they would jump ahead of Mead Hill. So Mead Hill could find themselves in third spot after the weekend having been in top spot for most of the championship so far ok we'll move on then to group C and in group C the three games are Friday night Dulik versus Ballinlock uh, that's in screen at 7.15 then on Saturday you've got Bective taking on Dunmore Ashburn 6pm in Rathout and then on Sunday Old Castle taking on Castletown at 1pm in Kilmainham so um, looking down through those games uh, top of the the, the, sorry, the top four again all meeting in this one. Delik versus Ballinlock, that's first v third. And then Bective taking on Dunham or Ashburn, um, that's second v fourth. But interestingly enough, they're all on four points. It's uh, down to score difference that they've been separated. So we're going to have two clear leaders by the end of the, the week in that one. And still leaves it wide open. Yeah, as we said, we talked about Oldcastle just outside that, the four teams. Yeah. Oldcastle will be disappointed not to be in that. 
I do think um, Ballock had such a great win the last day in uh, Mile. It was a it was a great win overall. Castle and we mentioned about Paddleburn that it was it was a real uh, throwback to his mid days. Where he was an excellent player. He, he did a great a great game, I believe. I still think Delhi coming down, and we talked about the the very much the need to get straight back up again. You don't yeah. want to stagnate in a, in a grade. I think they're going to go strong. But then coming back to Bective in that league final at the weekend against Mead Hill, Bective have a good team like Marty Mahal, Paul, uh, uh, Paul, not Clark, is it uh, the red-haired lad, the left, the left uh, wing forward? He's very good on the freeze. Like Sean Keating coming from O'Mac, and he's like he's yeah. a great little forward. I think Bective will will have a lot to say about this too. So they were in the semi. Was it the quarter final, the semi final last year? I think they were very strong. Bective too. I think they'll they'll have something to say about this too. Well, we're going to go for your prediction. So, Delique versus Ballinlock. Um, see, can I ring Paddleburn and see how he's feeling? <laughs> see well, I put in Delique for that one myself. Um, purely on the basis, as we said, of a team going down and the, their need to go back up being greater. Um, because if you go down and stay down, it can be it can be fairly tough. I think I'm going to go with uh, Ballinlock. Ballinlock. I think Paddleburn's in good form. Uh, Bective versus Ashburn I've gone for Bective uh, Bective yeah I think the second team will struggle I think it's, it is it is hard intermediate for them yeah but they'll still be strong that's don't be sure. easy yeah um, and Old Castle versus Castletown um, bottom of the table clash but a chance for Old Castle to drag themselves back in They're, if they win their next two games they should be mm. qualified for, for a quarter final spot Absolutely, and they're playing Castletown, they're playing Dunham Ashburn in the last game, so they, they probably will win their last two games. So. I've picked Oldcastle. Yeah, Oldcastle. The I said I can't. I still look at they're the one team that I predicted that's completely bonkers wrong. So yeah, yeah, I just is. can't. I still look and I still can't see how they. Well, I know how they got there. They didn't win the games. <laughs> it just it boggles the mind. It does. It, it, it fairly does. But that's the Mead Potato um, Intermediate Championship again. We've run through all the fixtures. Get out and support your teams this weekend. Um, it is a huge weekend in the Mead Football Championship calendar. A lot of teams will know their fate after this weekend, and then a lot of te- well, a few teams will be wondering on the last day of the championship what's going to happen with their team. So we're going to move on now to the Ferry Hill Steel Senior Championship in Group A. Dunmore Ashburn will take on uh, Dunboyne um, on Saturday. That is, uh, sorry, it's Dunshockland taking on Dunmore Ashburn, I beg your pardon. That's at 7.30 on Saturday in Rathout. Simonstone take on Blackhall Gales in Trim on Sunday at 1pm and St Peter's Dunboyne take on Centralstown. Um, and that's in Ashburn on Sunday at 6pm so looking at the table Dunboyne are sitting at the top Simonstown, Dunamore, Ashburn both on 4 points and then Centralstown and Dunshockland on 2 points um, the big game there probably Dunshockland and uh, Dunamore, Ashburn because both teams uh, if, if, if Dunshockland can get the win against Dunamore, Ashburn it puts them level on the same points as them and uh, they would be ahead on the head-to-head. So that's a huge game. Of course, Centralstown are taking on Dunboyne. That's going to be a big ask for Centralstown to get a win against uh, uh, the, uh, the Dunboyne team. I think, um, yeah, yeah, it's going to be a big one now. Uh, like just got looking at it, just on, listening attentively and, and just looking at the, the fixtures and the league tables, yeah. I think we did talk about those top three probably will be the top three that qualify. But that Dunshockland and Dunham game is probably the one that could maybe upset the the plan as I said. Then Chocolate do have the capabilities of beating Dunham Ashburn. Yeah. No team is invincible in the senior. I think recent results have shown that maybe there's I don't know, we talk about revamp and that'll we'll come to that at some stage this year. There's always a chance for revamp and exactly, talk about that. Yeah, but, but, but in the current structures like there is two rounds left and I think Dunshockland could put an upset but at the same time Dunham Ashburn will just have just have the strength, I think. Yeah, I think uh, I think Dunamore Ashburn for that one myself. So we're going to both go with Dunamore Ashburn. Um, then in the second game, Simonstown taking on Blackhall Gales. Blackhall Gales are at the bottom of the table on zero points. So I'm going to pick Simonstown for a win against Blackhall Gales. Is that um, match fix or anything? Yeah, are you allowed to say that? Yeah? <laughs> uh, as long as I'm not gambling. Yeah, I suppose. Think, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, do you want to have a fiver on it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I I was thinking for the crack to pick Blackhall, but I don't think, unfortunately, I don't want to. I don't want to put a loss to me an L to me name. So I think I'll go with Simonstown. <laughs> this could be all important now. Who wins? It could. This could be very important towards the end, so it could yeah. that's same game. Um, and then the last game in Group A, St. Peter's Dunboyne taking on Centralstown. Um, 
I know you're an ex-Central Town man or you, you, you still are maybe a Central Town man as well at heart but um, I just don't see them having enough for this Dunboyne team I've picked St. Yeah, Peter's based on the previous round I didn't get to see St. Peter's Dunboyne play in Dunsany because I was in Partholchen but Central played on the Friday night and just maybe there's too many lads maybe just hang on like the likes of Joe Sheridan and maybe actually Joe Cowley and Stephen Finnegan like these lads have won county championships mm-hmm but at this stage, like them county championships won in 2007, 2009. There's a lot to ask these lads to keep coming back every year, every year, every year, and being your, vo- your focal points. Like, your centre-back, your midfield, your centre-forward, full-forward. Like, it's a lot to put the kind of pins, the hopes of a club on, on lads who've played for so long. Like, yeah. And when they won them championships, it wasn't their first year in the team. No, it was no, a few years no. going at that yeah, stage. And yeah. It just shows you that they need to bring through some of these lads. Like, and, the, and the thing about it is is that you do have some really good, well, yeah, essentially yeah. have some really good underage teams at the minute. The yeah, one the under 17 and the one the under 19 as yeah, well. Yeah, the one the Patrick Ward tournament there against Simon Sound there. Exactly. Like, was yeah, that last night or it was, this uh, weekend? Yeah, Monday evening, yeah, yeah. yesterday. And uh, the under 12s, the one under 12 Division 1 last year, the one in Division 2 this year under... So it's looking good for Centrestown, but, just, just, not, the but fourth. just not this year. No, as I said, like, <laughs> but... What is it important? But you're going to go for Dunboyne in that. I game. think St Peter's will yeah. have enough. Yeah, um, Mixie Dunn is a good lad. Was Any anyone that hurls strong? Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So we're both picking the same teams for for Group A to win their games this weekend, and and that probably should see uh, uh, the, the, that that division probably sorted then after this weekend. Um, looking down at Group B, um, the three games in this Corahar taking on the Fianna in Simonstown on Friday at 7.15. O'Mahony's take on Summerhill in Park Tolchin at 2pm on Sunday. And Screen take on Gail Column Kill Park Tolchin Sunday as well at 3.30 straight away after that O'Mahony's Summerhill game. And interestingly enough, that Summerhill O'Mahony's game, Screen, Gail Column Kill, that's the top four in Group B. And again, that uh, Park Tolchin this Sunday is the place to be to see uh, uh, how those two games go because that's going to shape Division 2 or, or, or Group B in, in the Senior champ, Championship without a shadow of a doubt No definitely just like the predictions straight away you'd be thinking like Nafina Nafina probably going to beat Curaha Curaha had such a had such a, a bad out in the last and there's a lot of lads still away I don't know if they're going to if there's going to be the 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 smoke signal sent out to the around the world to get them to back. To get them back. Well, I'm going to actually pick Curaha in that game against Nafina. Although Nafina um, did uh, draw with Navin O'Mahony uh, in, in round two of that championship. I, I think, think and did Nafina beat Gail Cullum Kill, did they? Oh no, that was Summerhill back Gail Cullum Kill, no. I think, I think, uh, then I think Summerhill will beat O'Mahony's. I think the O'Mahony's are not having as good a year. I think Summerhill are quite strong. People are not talking about them, which I think suits them down to the ground. Absolutely, yeah. And I think we're in the senior championship final. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, nobody's you talking know? about them. I'm talking to lads around the games, and nobody's saying anything about Summerhill. And I'm like, you're not watching them play. Like They're very good. So I think Summerhill will do it. And then we've got a repeat of the league final. Yeah, there was... Screen and Gail Column Kill. And, and as the final whistle went, there was a few... Um, what would be the word? Uh, a few exchanges of uh, pleasantries after they were definitely going to be... Uh, like, that's the game to be... I'm going to pick Kells in that one. I think Screen again. Now, uh, I think Screen. Looking at something like Dara Campion, I can't. I can't wait yeah, for him to make the breakthrough yeah. for the seniors. Like it's coming. Harry Rooney. Harry Rooney. One of the Kells lads tried to. I wouldn't say body check him, but kind of impede his run off the ball. And Harry just kind of pushed him. Didn't even grab him or strike him. And your man nearly tumbled about fifteen yards yeah, back. Just it was kind of like swatted him away. And yeah. Harry was just kind of he was tumbling, kind of bumbling forward. He wasn't even sprinting. He was kind of and your man did hit him and he just knocked him five or ten yards out of the way. And I think he's coming into form. Paddy O'Rourke had a great game the last day. Yeah, Paddy's having a great year. Ian Davis had a great second half. Like there's a good team there, and I think. Gail Cumkill have good players like Seamus Matt O'Brien, Hanlon. These lads are very good. Seamus Matt O'Brien. Yeah, and all I think. I think screen though after winning the league I think they'll want to nail them again in the championship well I'm going to go for Kells in that one so um, again that's going to be a, a great weekend of football in Park Tolch on Sunday the right place that's to the be, place to be yeah. David Cole or he'll, he'll yeah. have his wits about him so. and then in Group C we have Rathod taking on Mulv Tones we have St. Pat's, uh, sorry, Rathod taking on Mulv Tones Friday evening in Park Tolchin at 7.15 we have St. Pat's taking on St. Column Kills that's Saturday at 7.30 in Dalik and then we have Minalvi taking on Rat Kenny at 7.30 in Park Tolchin um, and looking at those uh, fixtures I suppose Rat Kenny um, sorry Rat Hout on Wolf Tones 
is probably the game to look at there. It's first versus third, uh, or third again. I'm forgetting me H the whole day. Um, St. Colm Kills probably will be too strong for St. Pat's. So that will probably guarantee them their top or second spot, depending on how Wolf Tones gets on uh, against Ratote. So I'm going to put your uh, head on the block one more time here. Uh, Ratote versus Wolf Tones. I am going to pick Ratote in that game. Um, I think the Tones are going to do it. I actually like the Tones a lot. There are a lot of young lads coming through. We talked about maybe they have the right amount of senior players, we'll say, closer to this, as in getting the bus pass, that kind of senior. Not yeah. and they're very strong, those lads, and the youth coming through, like Sarah and Finnegan, a lot of these lads coming through, and um, you know, Kelly Lynch, and, like, there's just two players, of course, Thomas O'Reilly, yeah. maybe be back for it. And I think we'll tones, but it'll be a tight one now. Everyone talks about what we're taught, they, just, they haven't done it enough yet. When the hurling is going so strong, maybe the football will go strong with it, I don't know, but I think the tone's by a point or two. And I've picked for a toad. And then the next game, St. Column Kills versus St. Pat's. Logic should say on results that the kills will go through, but um, St. Pat's usually take a scalp every year in the in the championship. Yeah. That's a local rivalry in the league. Maybe there's maybe St. Pat's with the scalp was against Ratote in the first day, stealing a draw against them over. They should have won that. Maybe, but maybe maybe you have to you have to correct me. You could have took me. You could have took me for a one there. But I think St. Colum Gills will win it. now, I think. Okay. But it'll be tight though. You, you know yourself, local rivalry. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's it's a big local derby over there between St. Colum Gills and. Um, uh, St. Pat's is to Mullen uh, and then the last of the senior championship games Minalvi versus Ratkenny um, I've picked Minalvi there um, I think myself Minalvi they've had their issues with managers at the start of the year and that's been resolved now and um, Alan Kelly is managing them now and they're, they're I think on a, an upward keel I think if they can maybe sneak a third spot maybe they'd hope that St. Pat's will do them a favour maybe knock the kills off the perch or if the tones lose they might take the third spot Minalvi could be coming strong at the right time but at the same time, uh, Rakeni with Donald Keoghan, that we well able to scalp them too. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be a hard one to call. But we have made our all our, our all our predictions now. That's the three championships. That's the preview of the Chocolatera Junior Championship, the Mead Potato Company uh, Intermediate Championship, and the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship. Um, it's it, it as we said, round three was about making a move. In the uh, in the championship, this one round four. This is going to define a lot of uh, teams year um, round four of the championship. So get out and watch your team, support your team this weekend. Um, it's going to be a festival of football around Mead. Um, not only have we got a jam packed Friday, jam packed Sunday. And a jam-packed Saturday evening, but we also have the Mead Miners playing in the All Ireland semi-final in headquarters, Crow Park, sun- Saturday at three p.m. Um, and uh, again, we, we we gave you the, the details of how to get your tickets. Wonderful weekend for football in Mead this weekend. And I suppose just before we finish the um, the podcast, Kieran, uh, the house draw. We spoke about it on our last podcast. The the massive fundraiser that the Mead County Board are holding to uh, raise funds to redevelop Park Tolchin, the stand and the pitch and everything to be done in in there. Um, they've launched their three house draws. Um, that's not a tree house mm. in, in, in in a wood. It's but we can build one of them cheap. If, if, you buy, if you want to buy one, it's the three houses, three separate draws, and uh, ticket sales are going well and everything at the moment. But again, we want to reiterate that people should uh, get in contact with their clubs and uh, and also remember that at least 15% of the ticket sales goes directly back to the clubs that sell the tickets. So that's a wonderful initiative as well for the clubs. Absolutely, and so far, thankfully, there's been a positive um, response. Like Even the national media have taken it up. Seamus Kenny, our operations manager, was on News Talk Live with Ivan Yates, the hard shoulder. He was on LMFM the weekend, and the online traffic has been excellent, and I've had phone calls, my number's the one on the website and it's basically I've had phone calls from Australia and from America and Brilliant. from Bohemian and you know, Bohemian. <laughs> yeah, that, them three they make they, a, they yeah. got phones out yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just shows you local, national, international there there is an interest in this and, it, and I just asked, I asked one the, the a lady rang me from down the country and I said do you have any interest in the GA particularly or did you just find out about the three and she said the, the three houses were what sparked her interest like she said she didn't know one end of an O'Neill supple to the other, but she was happy to, to. She saw value for money and she wanted to enter the draw. And that's that's the kind of people like GA fans. Like I'd call every single, we'll say, like it's like we're going to war. Every able-bodied person in the county that 
that's working that can afford a ticket should be buying one to support this yeah. straw. But then say to your say to your colleagues at work, say to your friends that might not be particularly involved in the GA, but they have a chance here to win a house. Absolutely, three times over. You know, <laughs> I've, 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 I, you know, we've we've seen uh, Terman Feckin. Yeah. Did win a feckin' house. We saw Simon's turn doing it back years yeah. ago. They did a house draw and whatever. But this is completely new in that it's there's you've got three chances yeah. of winning uh, and a, cash prizes a, well. and cash prizes and everything like so. It's a, it's a wonderful initiative and there's there's absolutely no reason why people shouldn't uh, be getting involved, uh, trying to sell tickets yeah. or helping out the club or even buying tickets. Um, as we said, you can do a syndicate. Yeah. You know, you, you and a bunch of your mates can get involved, uh, throwing a few bob each and get your tickets. But it is, it's just at a, at a time in Ireland where houses have become uh, so so hard to get your hands on, it's a wonderful chance for somebody. And, and, and obviously you'd be hoping that the three houses went to people who, who really need them or whatever. But look, everybody is entitled to enter the draw and, 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 and get their get their um, name into the hat. But uh, a wonderful initiative by yourselves in the County of Ward, Well, obviously, we want to build Partholchen for the future. Like, like the kind of, you see all the kind of marketing, like it's our legacy, it's our stadium. Like, we want to, we're trying to do everything on the field, like with the miners and that, to get them up to standard. Yeah. They want, we want to be in the Super 8s, we want to be in All-Irelands, and we want to have a stadium that we're proud to play National League Division Two at the moment and get back to Division One and we want Dublin to come down to us and all the different counties and Kerry and all that and Monaghan and anyone you name it we want to play them in Partholchen and front of a big house and that's what we want I think that's what the town needs like we've had and we must thank the Mead County Council who gave us the full planning permission no no barriers at all they see the value in having the big stadium in the town yeah, and absolutely. the economy and that's if you, if you if you're anywhere involved in local business in the county especially in the Navan area you got to buy a ticket to boost the you're boosting your own your economy like, and it's yeah. gonna it'll have a trickle down effect. Definitely. It absolutely will, that's for sure. Um we've seen it down through the years when Park Tolchin used to get um uh, Leinster Championship matches yeah. and whatever, um the boost for the economy within the town was fantastic. Look, I wanna thank you, Kieran, once again for coming in and doing the podcast with me. Of course we'll be doing it next week and we'll be able to go through all our predictions from, from this week. Um, if I get less than what, seventy five percent of them off the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well we do have that yeah. five year yeah. Yeah. don't forget oh, yeah. <laughs> but again I want to thank you I want to thank you for listening uh, you the people who listen to our podcast we wouldn't be doing it only for you and don't forget we are moved by it matters more